let's dive right into this. So, um, we want to get your thoughts on some of this about the debate last night. And listen, we're going to, we're going to start with this clip and then you got to just tell us what you think on this. All right. Swami, let me turn to you. Uh, please make your case. Why would you, uh, why should you be the nominee and not the former president? I think there's something deeper going on in the Republican Party here. And I am upset about what happened last night. We've become a party of losers at the end of the day. We a cancer in the Republican establishment. Let's speak the truth. I mean, since Ronna McDaniel took over as chairwoman of the RNC in 2017, we've lost 2018, 2020, 2022, no red wave that never came. We got trounced last night in 2023. And I think that we have to have accountability in our party. For that matter, Ron, if you want to come on stage tonight. All right. Hey, he came out firing a shot, Joel. What's your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, a lot of people are saying, are using the word unhinged, but I think he was, he kind of missed an opportunity. No one has heard of Ronna McDaniel. I mean, maybe the people, like 50% of the people watching the debate, because they're actually watching a debate, may have heard of her, but her name is impossible to pronounce. She's not running for president. And I just think it was kind of like a silly, um, like detour from what he should have been talking about. Because okay. the question was, why are you better than Trump, essentially? And he just said, well, we've been losing for years. But, you know, he's never won an election either. So I just thought he was kind of boring. Okay, okay, interesting. Hey, listen, I want to, he, he said a couple of things on it. He said, we're a party of losers. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, what do you think about that? I mean, he went out and just kind of like, look, we're losing too much. Yes, no, maybe yeah, so. Yeah, well, he's, so he's not wrong about that. Um, you know, Tuesday night was not great for the Republicans. Uh, one of the things that I think came out Tuesday night, every candidate with the most money won. So that mm. isn't always the case, you know. Um, but he's right. I think that, um, you know, we're losing. We have we we don't have a direction. No, we don't have an overarching narrative. It's back like in Obama when it was like, hey, we're going to repeal Obamacare, but we didn't have anything to replace it with. I don't think people know what Republicans are for. Um, And it sounds like sort of back to basics. But, you know, if we could lay out a vision for what we're for, maybe we wouldn't be losing. Okay. right now we're just on defense. Interesting thoughts there. So every candidate with the most money. So it comes back to got to raise some money. And kind of like what Newt Gingrich came out with, you got to have like some contract or whatever, like put out a plan of what we're for. That's what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, contract with America, that was 1994. That's like, is that 30 years ago? And it still is the only plan that anybody can remember the name of 30 years later, because, you know, who knows what the 10 principles were. One of them was term limits and none of those guys stuck to them. Only one. But, um, you know, outside of that, nobody remembers what was in the plan. They just remember we had a plan, and and that just still is not the case. Now, I think we win in terms of most of America aligns with our views. Pro-life, pro-gun, pro-freedom, pro-free speech. You know, you can send your kid to whatever school you want to. Um, those are our values, and I think that's the values of most of the people in this country, but we can't get anyone on stage who can articulate it in a meaningful, um, memorable way. Well, see, that's the key. Memorable. Like, you know, you yeah. look at some of these candidates, um, Tim Scott, 
Love him to death. I do. No. Uh, no. What? Where do you see him going? What? 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 What role Poor do you see baby. him playing? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what happened to him. He has like, um, he has a strong physical presence, and he's he's got interesting things to say, but he's really somehow fading into the background. Yeah. And I don't know if he's just a little more demure. But, you know, the debate was interesting. Nikki Haley and DeSantis are sort of the, the top two. And, you know, even even that just isn't that great right now. Yeah. Okay, so Tim Scott, I want to kind of give one of his best moments that I thought. It's when Lester, he asked a, Lester Holtz asked a question, and he pushed back on a response from Tim Scott. Um, Tim Scott, a question about um, helping Americans struggling financially. Um, you know, Holt kind of claimed that um, changes in energy policy don't have an immediate effect. Here's what Tim Scott said. I want to play this clip and then get your response on that. Your time is up, but let me just follow up. The idea of pumping gas, of, of turning on pipelines, that doesn't put make gas cheaper that day. I'm talking about you become president. What can you do specifically to help people feel better about their situation or be better with their situation? Well, actually, it does, to be honest with you. The way that the economy works is it works on the ability to anticipate excess supply versus the demand. When that happens, confidence drives our prices down because we know there's going to be a greater surplus. When you allow for those who have leases to actually start drilling, to start using those leases for for more energy excavation, you put our economy in the strongest position. And as a result of that, prices start going down. Yeah. I mean, he's right on. I mean, thoughts on that? You're you're like in the, you you know, like the the money side of politics and everything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Okay, so I think he's totally right in the sense of, yeah, there's a confidence that comes from that. So, you know, the market starts reacting. Um, but, you know, I think the bigger principle is we, we want to be self-reliant, especially in Missouri. But our entire, you know, look, we didn't need, new, we didn't need England. We, we went out on our own, right? Yeah. Um, same with energy. We don't want to be reliant on countries that don't like us. Okay, for our energy, same with borrowing money. Right now, we are borrowing billions of dollars from China and Russia. Okay, those countries are not our friends, but we're reliant on them to stay afloat. And this is just not, this is not something that as a country is healthy and certainly isn't healthy or it's just not, that's not our values, right? Like I can do it on my own, thanks. But the country isn't reflecting that view of of the American people in in numerous different policies. Yeah. You know, so here's the thing. I want to go there with you talking about just kind of pivoting to foreign policy, though. Last night in the debate. So people are saying Nikki Haley, you know, clearly won it on foreign debate. Where do you stand on this um, from last night? On if Haley won the debate? On on the foreign, on foreign policy. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. No, I. I think she's the most well-versed. Uh, she's very nimble on her feet in her speech. She can respond very quickly. Um, and I think from the people on stage, she, she certainly has a broader national and international perspective and is certainly going to be able to talk about those issues with a lot more ease and comfort um, than the other people on that stage. See, I wonder this because, like, and I listened to the bait, and then I went back and listened to a lot of clips, I know that Nikki Haley is overall probably strongest on foreign policy, but I don't think she did all that well last night expressing that. I think that 
I think um, Ramaswamy got underneath her skin a little bit. I think um, yeah. so did DeSantis with the China stuff. She just, you saw her just kind of like shaking her head, smiling. She had nowhere to go to this stuff, you know? And um, I, I don't think she came out and really, you know, defended it. I think that she was just, you know, people, when, when we know she's good at foreign policy. And so, but did she really give us anything last night? Well, you know, that's, that's a fair concern. Um, and maybe she just feels like, I mean, they were, they were gunning for her last night. Yep. Um, so, you know, maybe she just decided I'm not like, she's, she's going back a few times, certainly at Ramaswamy. Um, I kind of laugh about her scum line because it's kind of a, like a, it's like a little kid word, right? Oh, you're scum. It's like yeah. a recess. <laughs> it's a recess word, but, um, you know, she's, Constantly, I do think as a female, she's in a she's in a tough spot. Like you have to respond, but you can't go over the top. And you know, she's just trying to find the balance there. I think. Yeah, that would be difficult. I mean, because you know, you as a, and I'm not a lady, so I'm not you know speaking for you, ladies. But you know, it's a it's a different beast when you have to come out and be strong, but not be too um, cutting because you get labeled another way. Yeah, definitely. I think the safe place is always the righteous anger, right? Um, like certainly when Ramasamy mentioned her daughter, it's like, you know, you, there's a place that's like, okay, that's off, that's off limits. And so you're like allowed at that point to respond. But, you know, one of the things just generally uh, in, on foreign aid that I'm disappointed nobody is really bringing up is, you know, there's a new study out that in the last three years we've given over $20 billion to countries in the Middle East, Jordan, Syria, Iraq, Lebanon, um, Armenia, you know, Israel. Of course, we're, we're always going to be big funders of Israel. But, you know, we've given $20 billion for an aid to that region. And it's, that's something that I think needs to be discussed. That's a good point. I didn't know that. So, man, Joel, you always bring out stuff that we don't know. You're on top of things. You know what's happening on the hill with Elijah Har. What the hill is going on? And now <laughs> we got, yeah, now we got shots fired with Joel Cannon. Thanks for being on the show this morning. Thanks for having me. I can't wait for next week. I look forward to it. So there you have it. So have a good day. So you too.